0: Hello, hello, good morning. So we are reading the Bible in this podcast, God's Little Hummingbird, and we're starting in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 and working our way through to the end of Revelation. So we use the original language as a guide to kind of give us some insight into some of the words' meanings, and sometimes I will show you where translation has been changed and the meaning has been changed based on that translation. But the original language gives us much more clarity. So we do that as well. So today we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 25. And we read from the New King James Version Bible. If you do not own that Bible, you may find it for free online. Blue Letter Hub, Blue Letter Bible, I'm sorry, Bible Hub, Blue Letter Bible, all sorts of places that you can just download it for free. So Without further ado, I pray God opens our eyes, ears, and hearts to understand his truth of his word. And let's begin in Genesis 25. Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bore him Zimram, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbach, and Shua. Jokshan begot Sheva and Dedan. And the sons of Dedan were Asherim, Latushim, and Lemumim. And the sons of Midian were Ephah, Efer, Hanoch, Abidah, and Eldalah. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. So he had other children. But Isaac was his firstborn, and Isaac was the son of the promise. And he received everything. Well, he got the inheritance. But Abraham did give gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. So, I think this is interesting picture how God... Okay, let's just keep reading, but I, keep in mind that I want to talk about how... I believe this is a picture of God, and there is the chosen people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who became known as Israel, the Israelites, who we become grafted into. And there are many, many other people of God that are out in the world, obviously. It says, many are called, few are chosen. So I think this could be a huge picture of that because if you look at this, I mean, it's quite obvious that God blesses and provides for all of his creation. But they have to join to Israel to be his and to give the full benefit of the blessing and to overcome the evil one and to be his children. So it's interesting. I think, again, another picture. Abraham is such a huge picture of the father and son. That that story of Abraham. So, I'm gonna read verse six again. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, and while he was still living, he sent them eastward, away from Isaac his son, to the country of the east. Now, one of the things that you'll read we'll read about in um, some of the prophets is that God rebukes them for learning eastern ways and methods. So, it's kind of interesting. Verse 7, this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived 175 years. So he lived quite a while after Sarah died. Sarah died, I believe, um, when Abraham was probably close to 135 or 140 years old, um, because Isaac was about 40 when he got his wife, and she had died right before then. So it seems like in that time frame. So I. that's my math (laughs) of the Bible. I haven't actually looked that one up or researched it, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Then Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. I want to point out here, many people teach incorrectly about death, but it says right here he was gathered to his people. So there's many pictures throughout you know, the Bible, where it talks about death. We know that they do not yet go to heaven, right? We know that nobody has seen the face of God and lived. We know that the resurrection doesn't happen until the end of the ages. But there is a resting place. And in Hebrews, it's known as Abraham's bosom. But of course, here he's going to somebody else with his people. But this is like a picture of a resting place where he is gathered to his people where they're sleeping. They're dead, but they're sleeping because their spirits are in a state of sleep. And we also see in Yeshua's story of Lazarus and the uh, rich man that those who lived, you know, sumptuously in earth and ate of all of Satan's glory are in these very torturous place, and there's a great chasm between them, dividing them. And Lazarus is resting and being attended to by angels, so it's a resting place. And I think the judgment hasn't yet been established, obviously, because the resurrection hasn't happened, but. Those who are his people, those who are of the household of God, those who were believers in Yahweh and followers of him, are on one side of the divide, and those who chose to follow Satan's ways and eat of the world are on the other. So that's why it says he was gathered to his people, because his people are resting there. Verse 9 And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the field of Ephron, the sons of Zohar, the Hittite, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahai-Roi. Now this is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maidservant, bore to Abraham. So we're going to go over here and talk about Ishmael's genealogy. And these were the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names according to their generations. Now notice Ishmael did not get any of the inheritance or blessings. They got sent away. The first born of Ishmael, Nebachoth, then Hadar, Abdel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadar, Tema, Yatur, Nafish, and Tkedemah. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these were their names by their towns and their settlements, twelve princes according to their nations. Notice Satan always counters everything of God with a little bit of truth. There are twelve gonna be twelve sons, of, of course, of Jacob, the promised lineage. And here are 12 sons of Ishmael. Of course, Satan is copying God's, he's not a creator himself, but he's copying God's plan and wants to make this huge deception to deceive people. So these were the years of life of Ishmael, 137 years, and he breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people. They dwelt from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt as you go toward Assyria. He died in the presence of all his brethren. And the word there literally in Hebrew means fell. So this is a genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Haram, the sister of Lavan, the Syrian. Now Isaac, or Yishach, pleaded with Yahweh for his wife because she was barren. And Yahweh granted his plea, and the Rifcha his wife conceived. But the children struggled together within her and she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of Yahweh and Yahweh said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. So here's a prophecy of what's coming with Esau and Jacob so when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth indeed there were twins in her womb and the first came out red he was like a hairy garment all over so they called his name Esau which Esau is hairy afterward his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel so his name was called Yahov or to usurp or to supplant Ishach was 60 years old when she bore them so the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac, or Yishach loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with some of that red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom, or Red. But, Edom. Um, but Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. So here's Jacob, a little bit deceivous, a little bit deceitful. Like he should just honestly, with a pure heart, have helped his brother out if he was hungry. But Jacob is a conniver. We learn that throughout scriptures. (laughs) He had a problem. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die. So what is my birth what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. So here's a big thing God did not like. Let's read. and Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils, then he ate and drank a rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So Esau was the firstborn. His birthright in court would include a double portion. So if there were three I'm sorry, if there were two children, Esau and Jacob, it would be divided into three parts, and Esau would have gotten two parts in order to help his family if they ever fell into trouble. So he said, I don't wanna, you know, I don't need this birthright. You go ahead and take it. I'm hungry. It's I'm gonna die. So he treated it lightly and wasn't being careful of what God gave him. So we need to be careful when God has given us hope or vision or purpose that we don't treat it lightly and that we're thankful that he's called us and we are good stewards of what he's calling us to do. I know sometimes it's easy to complain about our situation or not like it, but we can't do that. We need to be faithful. So that is chapter 25. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. The word of God is amazing. Lots of good stories, lots of good lessons, lots of good teachings. And I love you all. Have a super blessed day.